Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We are in the season of Pentecost, which is also known as ordinary time. I don't know about you, but it does not feel like ordinary times at all to me. And yet, it is today, in these very unordinary times, that we hear of how Jesus sends out his apostles, his messengers. The Gospel of Matthew is written to a community not unlike ours. Matthew's community is probably in in Antioch or another Roman city like it. It is written and first read during a time when there was great polarization among the Christian community, religious and political polarization. Disagreements between the Christian Jews and Christian Gentiles, factions are fighting with one another. Sound familiar? And yet, The message to Matthew's community, as it is to us today, is to go out into the community and share the good news that the kingdom of God has come near. Really? The kingdom of God has come near? How can that be possible when there was so much suffering in the first century and there is so much suffering in our world today? The pandemic has exposed even more how many of our neighbors have been suffering in our own backyard. Neighbors have gone without health care. Neighbors have been working in minimum wage jobs that provide no safety net. Neighbors have been living with food insecurity. Neighbors have been doubling up in apartments because they cannot afford their own homes. And if we thought that the horrible headlines of the pandemic with news of hundreds of thousands of people getting sick and dying, millions of people out of work, and no news of relief, Actually, the most recent data is showing an increase of hospitalizations. If that was not enough, we are now being confronted front and center with the racial injustices in our country. I have to confess that when the news broke out about the death of George Floyd, or even closer to home, the death of Michael Michael Ramos, it was days before I heard the full story. In my mind, it was another death of a Black person by the hands of the police. I was not curious about the circumstances that brought this to their death. I was not curious about George Floyd or Michael Ramos and their lives. They were one more of the many black people that lost their lives after an encounter with the police. Me, a Latina woman, a priest, was not moved to compassion. In some ways, this is the great sin that we are all susceptible to, that we can become numb to injustice. We say, that is how the world is. Bad things happen. There will always be suffering. We do not even see injustice as injustice. But it is no longer possible to ignore. You and I are being bombarded by news, information, tweets, Facebook posts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What are we to do with all this information? What are we to do when we read that unarmed African-American men are more likely to be killed by a police officer? What are we to do with the information that African-American boys and young men 
are more likely to be in the criminal justice system than in an education system? What are we to do about the fact that more people of color are likely to contract and die from the coronavirus? Should we despair? Should we feel hopeless? Should we feel guilt or shame? As Christians, we turn to Jesus for answers. The gospel tells us that when Jesus saw how much healing needed to be done, he called out his apostles by name and sent them out to go out and cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. He sends his disciples to do the work as Jesus has done. Jesus does not send the apostles empty-handed. He models to the apostles what to do. First, he sees. He sees the suffering caused by the injustice in front of him. He was not blind to the suffering and the injustice of his community. Instead, he had compassion for the people. The word used for compassion is not a passive emotion. It is a word that describes a physical response, a churning in the belly or a breaking of the heart. That is what Jesus felt for the people. Jesus first sees and Jesus then acts. Jesus teaches. He teaches the good news of the kingdom, the good news that God is the God of salvation teaches that God is in charge even when it might not seem like it. Jesus teaches that the way of love for one another will remove injustices. Do not be afraid, he tells us. Do not act out of fear. It is when we act out of fear that we hurt one another, when we become more interested in protecting our own status, our own possessions, that we forget that great commandment that he gave us to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Jesus knows God's love. He dwells in the powerful love that he's able to channel that love to cure every disease and every sickness. Jesus is so connected to God and living on God's mission that he's not distracted by the political and religious polarization of his time. Jesus is not afraid to heal on the wrong day or cast out demons for fear of being accused of being in cahoots with the devil. After Jesus models to his disciples what to do, he gives them authority. He gives them the power to go out into their community and do as he has done. He sends them out with a mandate, cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, and cast out demons. I would offer that Jesus is sending us out today, his disciples, his church. He is calling each of us by name to go out into the world to bring healing. And Jesus is not sending, sending us out empty-handed either. He has shown us in our lives God's powerful healing power. We have seen people cured and come to life. We have seen our own transformation. And in our baptisms, we are marked as Christ's own and given the power of the Spirit to share the good news of God's kingdom. We have God's power of love to heal the suffering world from injustice. But Jesus knows that the mandate is not easy and that not everyone will receive the message, even people that we think would be open to the message. Jesus' advice to the apostles and to us is to not get bogged down when we encounter a person that will not hear the message. Move on, he tells us. Don't get stuck in a word match or fact trivia game. Boldly proclaim the message, but don't worry if the message does not get heard. Now, I want to be clear. We are sent on God's mission. We are sent to be part of the Jesus movement. 
Let us not get fooled and distracted by the political and religious polarizations of our time. Let us look to Jesus to be our guide. Each one of us has our own work to do. We discern our work by grounding ourselves in God. We act by channeling God's power of love into the world. As Paul says in his letter to the Galatians, make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you have been given. Then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourselves. Don't compare yourselves with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing that creative best that you can with your own life. What is your work? Whatever we do, we must do in love. We are called to cure, not to infect. We are called to raise, not to knock down. We are called to clean, not to guilt. We are called to cast out, not to dismiss. This work is not for a little while. While it is at the center of the public discourse, the work of sharing the good news and the work of healing is our daily work. As Paul tells us, right now, therefore, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all. Jesus is sending you. Jesus is sending me. Jesus is sending his church to tell the people that the kingdom of heaven has come near. Jesus is sending us to cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, and cast out demons. May we have the courage to go out into our community and be a priestly kingdom and a holy nation. Amen.